Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and my all-new free private network, The Eclectic Approach. You can join that at modmt.com slash members. And back with me again today is Dr. Andrew Rothschild. How's it going tonight, Andrew? Good, Erson. How you doing? Good. Two interesting cases in a row. What's going on tonight? I know. It's been wild. So this case, and anyhow, I know you don't uh, treat much workers' comp now, I don't think, but uh, if you remember back in your days when you did treat workers' comp, um, I had an interesting case uh, a woman with a concussion, an older woman in her 70s. Uh, she still works as a school nurse. Uh, she had tripped and kind of fell into the wall at a school in the hallway, had a concussion. And this had happened back in December. Um, and I didn't start seeing her until February or March, I mean, end of February, early March, and hadn't been that long. And she was still really um, flared up. Um, you know, I guess, again, being older, recovery a little bit slower, there's a lot of different variables as to why a concussion um, might be protracted from a recovery standpoint. Um, but, you know, still very light and sound sensitive, very dizzy, a lot of headaches, uh, you know, symptoms not really well controlled. Um, she had BPPV uh, on top of that, as well as uh, initially, as well as just headaches that were hard to alleviate really couldn't tolerate a lot of activity. So, you know, we were only doing, you know, one time a week treatments, very short duration, just from a, a capacity standpoint. Um, she tried, I think they had tried having her go back to work and that didn't really do well at all. Um, but I've been seeing her now, you know, once a week almost for the past, you know, two, two and a half months. And she had been making progress, you know, slow, but still making progress. And everything always seemed pretty consistent. She walked with a cane. She still got dizzy. We did a lot of dynamic gait stuff, a lot of um, vestibular rehab primarily um, once her initial sort of light and sound sensitivity calmed down and the, and the BPPV had, had settled down. Um, but she still had, you know, just, you know, she would still be easily flared up with just, you know, a few different activities. So we had to take a lot of breaks in between activity. But overall, it seemed like she was progressing and it seemed like her presentation was consistent. You know, I never once suspected some sort of ulterior motives or th these kinds of things. Um, and then I get a call a couple of weeks ago from her physician, her workers' comp physician. Just at, you know, she had a follow-up with him. I sent a note, asked how she was doing. And I said, look, I mean, she's really, you know, she's been doing well. Every week is definitely better, has a better tolerance. Yes, it's going slow. Um, yes, still, you know, we still have to take breaks and things get flared up a little bit, but you know, it's been it's been making steady progress, it seems like. 
and she, he asked if I ever suspected some sort of like functional overlay. I can't. Remember, I think that was the phrase he used, and that was not really a term um, I was familiar with. I don't know if you if you've heard that term, Erson. Um, basically, well, you know, implied some sort of like was she not faking it, but was she exaggerating like her symptoms kind of thing? You know, um, like a nicer way of saying magnification. Yeah, I guess so. As, as, as I hadn't heard, heard that term before, that that expression. And I said, no, I really didn't think so. I mean, it's like I said, she, it wasn't, you know, she seemed like symptoms were pretty consistent, um, you know, with, with terms of testing that we would do and activities that we would do and, you know, behavior in the clinic. And again, it's like you figure it's, you know, five months post-concussion. Again, yes, that's a while, but that's that's not unheard of either. I've treated patients for a long time with concussion for, for a variety of reasons. Um, and it's hard with concussion for anybody who treats concussion because, yes, there are some objective things you can do when you're testing. Obviously, you're looking for a certain responses uh, from, the, from the visual, you know, the vestibular ocular system, visual system, you know, certain responses that are really, really hard to, like, not be legitimate. But then a lot of it is also very subjective, headaches, dizziness, these kinds of things. Um, and again maybe biased because she's a very sweet, older, you know, cute, older woman, you know, wouldn't think that someone would do something like that. And, and that, you know, still works in the school system as a school nurse. Um, anyways, the doctor says, well, I need to, I need to show you some video. I have to send some video to you. It's like, oh boy. And so I, later that day, he sends me video. It's like security video, I guess, for whatever reason, um, workers comp had some suspicions sort of to the, the veracity of her story. And so they send me video that they had hired sort of like a private detective of sorts who had followed her around and, you know, multiple occasions, like leaving her house, driving, going to stores, doing these kinds of things. And lots of, you know, when she's not going to the doctor, she's not walking with her cane. Uh, she walks pretty well. She's like loading, unloading her groceries, getting in the car, driving away, like all these kinds of things. And, you know, that was sort of challenging the presentation that I would, had seen in the clinic. And, you know, it was what he just, you know, he released her back to work and, you know, kind of took her out of therapy. And it was just, it really took me by surprise. So, like, man, if I can't believe her, I can't trust her. Who can I believe now going forward? Well, wow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking. She was like smacking the gut there. Right. She doesn't seem like the type. And then I remember that she was a nurse, right? So maybe... Yeah, she worked in the school nurses office. Well, maybe she just has just enough health knowledge to be able to magnify all these things, and then yeah. again combine subjectively with the presentation that she's so sweet and trustable and like a grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hard. That's hard. As I well mean, as things like, maybe she hated her job. Maybe yeah, that's you know, they, and then the, the data shows that people don't like their job. It's not easy to go back. And I've had other patients where it's been more inconsistencies, and I've had like you know, question about sort of like the veracity of some of their presentation. But it's like, I never, I never want to go allow myself to go that place, you know, because if you start down one, that with one person, at least the next person, then it just kind of, I think it gets you into a bad place. I want to always err on the side of being maybe more gullible um, and being wrong than doing it the opposite way, you know. Anti-jaded Andrew, they call him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Because every time I'm talking about like, I, I, I can just think of not even specifically, um, almost like a husband and wife arguing, you know, like you get into an argument, like the wife knows exactly what you said. <laughs> and nice. like you just, you have like a vague recollection of what you did. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I remember several times on the podcast where I'm just like complaining about something and you just have some sort of like super nice take on it that just makes me feel like a jerk. And I don't even know a specific example, <laughs> but here I'm just thinking like, wow. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I don't think, yes, it's been a long, long time since I've seen a comp patient. And I've, you know, I've seen several cases that I even thought they were malingering or exaggerating and they were, um, you know, I remember specifically like a guy who had just been seeing, been seeing forever for like a, an Excel D cell whiplash back then. And, you know, I was at an amusement park and he was like in line in a roller coaster ahead of me. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I figured he didn't really have whiplash. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm, I never reminded me of it when I was a student was during one of my rotations, we saw a woman who had been MVA and like refused to turn her neck and nothing we did could like, she would just only turn her body would not turn her neck. And like after two weeks, seen her for two weeks, one of the other therapists had seen her at, out at a bar like that weekend, like dancing on the bar, you know, and uh, needless to say, she did not come back. But that was like the first, my first foray into the, oh man, it's just, you want to trust patients and sometimes it just goes right against you. But, you know, like, that's part of the deal sometimes. That is, that is. It's better to trust first. I think so. Yeah, innocent until proven guilty, right? Yes. And I, I, the way I look at it is like, you know, it's not our job to find out if someone is, you know, you just, you just treat them. And if, you know, and you, you know, you, you document, you do what you do. And if it turns out that way, then that's the way it goes. You know, it's, you can't, it's hard not to take it personally sometimes, but you can't really. Yeah. Well, there's nothing against you. I'm sure. She probably thought you were very nice too. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> you are. All right, Andrew, where can people find you? Um, find me on Instagram and sometimes Twitter at a Rothschild PT. If you guys have any similar cases where you were duped or you thought someone <laughs> was maybe malingering and you confronted them and maybe they weren't, we'd love to hear about it on, on here on Untold Physio Story. So reach out to Andrew and myself on social media. Make sure to rate our podcast five stars and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Google, or Apple. And uh, as always, you guys have a great day. <laughs>